Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show why because god god is in the blessing business if you go get in line he has something for you god is amazing the plan he actually has for you is so far greater than you can possibly imagine it's really mind-blowing And as I look back on where he's brought me from and what he's currently doing for me, all I can do is tell you is God. That's all I can tell you because I tell you right now, I didn't foresee it. You know, it it oftentimes amazes me when I listen to celebrities when they interview, how they say, you know, I always, always thought that this would happen for me. And I just, you know, it could be true. But for me, it's not that way at all. I didn't imagine it this way. I had a dream of becoming famous one day, but I had no idea it would would ever get to this. It was a very, very simple uh, desire for fame. There is no way I could have seen all this. There is no way. I am telling you, this this has been nothing for me but the grace of God. And all the times I failed, every time I had fallen, he picked me up, he dusted me off, and he kept me moving. It has been an amazing thing to watch God do what he do. As I look back on my history, and you sometimes look back on your history, you've got to see, man, 
wow, what God has done for you and what he's brought you through to enable you to be where you are. It is amazing because really, I mean, really, real talk now, had he allowed all of the decisions I had made to play all the way out, I can assure you I wouldn't be here today. But God, through this grace and mercy, who had a plan for me, who was just waiting on me to come get in line, and then he was going to start emptying out. He was going to start shipping out all the boxes in heaven with my name on it. And man, what a great God he is. What a great God he is. And you have boxes of blessings with your name on it that he is waiting to ship, but he needs you to go down there and get in line. That's what it is. It is not that he has more boxes for other people than he do you. He got boxes with your name on it who have never been shipped because you will not get in line to go get them. You will not ask God for them. You will not do the things necessary to attain them. We stop our own blessings, man. I have been the biggest stopper of my blessings than anybody else. I can't really get mad at nobody. I got nobody to blame for my existence but me. But then at the same time, I can't take credit for that. I really, really can't. I, I kid you not, I cannot take credit for it. And if you ever see me taking credit for it, tap me on the shoulder, say, Steve, pull up. Remember you said this ain't about you. If you catch me taking too much credit, you have my permission to stop me. Now, here is the deal, though, and, and this is what I want to get through to you today. Moving forward while under attack, new level, new devil. You know, every time you go somewhere, every time you try to progress, every time you make a decision to be better, to do better, there's going to be a confrontation you're going to have because it is the enemy's job to not see you go forward, do better, want more, behave yourself. There is a force that is operative out there that has people working on his behalf 24-7. You got a computer? Go go read a blog. Just go read a blog. They busy, man. Not knowing, but just saying evil stuff constantly. Con that's their job. Well, here's, here's what happens. I, you, we have to always keep moving forward while we're under attack. Because the attack is going to always come. If you allow the attackers to stop you, you will lose that particular battle. And you cannot afford this. You know, my father used to say, uh, be careful when you're trying to kick somebody off the ladder because you got to take your foot off too, and you might slip. And so when people are taking their feet off the ladder, most, some of them, may, most, the majority of them ain't even up on a ladder. They just at the bottom throwing stuff up at you. They are just shaking your ladder. They ain't even they ain't even on your level, really, tell you the truth. They're really not. You have moved on far beyond them, spiritually, physically, everything. But they are still shaking your ladder and attacking you. Keep moving forward while under attack because the attacks are going to come. If you take the time to stop and address it, you are impeding your own progress. This is very important to understand. Go on about your business 
And remember Steve Harvey, and remember those of you out there, there is a Bible verse that helps me out every time. And I don't know why. I got it on six different plaques sitting all around my offices. Everywhere I go, I can read it. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That because this is, that he will put me under his wings of protection. And this is my inheritance as a servant of the Lord. Period. I'm his boy. He my man. So, so dig. So, so when you come in for me, I have to just rest on that laurel right there, that he got it, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm just like you sometimes. You know, we know better, but sometimes we don't do better. Man, let them say what they're going to say. When they get through saying it, when they get through writing it, when they get through talking about you, when they get through lying about you, guess what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to step back and watch you ride. They're going to have to kick back and watch what God got for you. Because nothing God got for you can't nobody stop it. I don't care what they do. Keep moving forward while under attack. You know something? I'll tell you something, man. Minister Louis Farrakhan taught me something very important one day. He said, Steve, remember this. He said, it is a common thing for a dog to bark up at the moon. But if the moon barks back at the dog, the dog becomes famous. You feel me? The moon was talking to you? What did you, how did the moon stop and talk to you? Don't give them that. Let the dog bark up at the moon. Don't you be up there. You go where God got you going. Don't bark back at this dog because the dog come famous because they ain't going to be able to get to you, but the dog is famous. Now they want to interview the dog. Now the dog, guess what? He going to do more barking. Guess what? About you. Man, go on about your business, y'all. God is in the blessing business all day long, man. Go get in line. Get you some. Get them packages and boxes shipped to you. They got your name on it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you've been looking for, but it got here. It has arrived. It's called moaning. It's Mm. here. It is upon us. It's phrased as a new date. A new chance, a new beginning, an opportunity, the land of greatness and gratitude. We in it. Ain't you glad? I know I am. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Make no mistake about it. Baddest mm. radio show in the land. Bar none. Cash money on it. Who you thought it was? Well, it ain't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Glad about it. Yes. Come up, Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, crew? It's Thursday up in this piece. What you got going on, Junior? Man, glad to be in the building. What's happening, Uncle? What's happening, family? All day, nephew Tommy. Top, top in the building, Uncle Steve. Trying to be a moving shaker, man. Ooh. Trying to be a moving shaker. Well, you're on your way, though. Yeah, all good. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday. How y'all feel this week? Yeah. I feel along, like Friday taking too long. That's what I feel like. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Remember when Friday evening. Hey, Tommy, I'm going to come down and play golf with you in a couple weeks. Man. Please do. You going to do a little I'm, getaway? Yeah. I'm going to tell my wife I'm going the whole weekend. I want Uncle Steve. That's good. But he coming here. He coming I understand. I want to get out this house, though. Girl, <laughs> stop. Where you, you going to say? Where, where you don't mess up Yeah, we're going to get a hotel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On a golf course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Tommy, man, oh. set, set somewhere we can play, man. 
I'll do that. Drop in on them, sit around with them, lie. Because <laughs> they do not play golf. <laughs> and I can't go to one of them jobs because he drive a bus. And I ain't finna ride around with his ass. You're going to be on Metro? Metro. Dog, dog, dog. Yeah, hey, hey, dog, just sitting up in the front where everybody see me as soon as they get on. Ain't nobody going to believe it, though. If you sit on the front seat, ain't nobody going Cause you know, don't nobody look at the front seat. They get on, see where they gonna sit. They ain't, they ain't yeah. gonna know it's me. Right. Then I'm gonna have a mask on. Oh yeah. I don't know yeah. why I'm lying. I'm not finna do that. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> it'd be good. It'd be funny. It would be hilarious. Oh, Steve on bus 88. Yeah, you'd film have, it. You'd have yeah. to film it for sure. Your pilot that tell you, hold funny. on, Steve. It's a bump coming up. I'm gonna make the right turn. Hold on, dog. <laughs> That'd be interesting, man. I was thinking about that, Tommy. Come go down there and see my boy. Let's see hell I can play golf with Tommy. Oh, look at that. I love that. Oh, that's so I love cute. that. Uh-huh. Then you can invite him over to the Chateau, Tommy. I ain't never seen Ooh, the Chateau. Oh, I'm coming. Yes. I'm, if, if, if you come to here. <laughs> Y'all, I ain't, I ain't never seen the Chateau. Carla going to welcome you at the door. She going to get here before you get here. Carla, Now, let me tell you something. Let me ask you. He's way out there, Carla. Yeah, Steve, Steve uh, Tommy lives far north. I live far south. So he lives up an hour away from me. Okay, Tommy, so you're almost okay. in South Dallas. Okay, Damn so hold on. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> if I'm staying in the in the Galleria area, which is the only area, only area I know about, that's where yeah, you gotta go. Is. How yeah. far is that from your house, Tommy? Forty-five. Yeah, you going to get oh, out. minutes? Yeah. That's all it took off was fifteen minutes. Yeah. Man, I'm at. But I'm gonna make sure you gonna you gonna you gonna, you gonna play <laughs> with me at twelve. Put him up at the put him up at the chateau, Tommy. All right, uh, coming up in 32 (laughs) minutes after the hour, ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Steve, this one is from Miracle in Duval County. Uh, You don't say it like that, Shirley. Come on. I know. I I was waiting for you guys. Duval. Yeah, you all. Come on, sir. (laughs) Three, two, one. Do there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miracle writes, I'm a 30-year-old newlywed, and this is my first marriage. My husband has been married before, and he's still friends with his ex-wife. I didn't mind at all uh, because he never saw her until recently. We closed on our house last week, and he was there while the alarm was being installed. When we got back to our apartment, he said his ex-wife stopped by to see the house because she saw on Facebook that we got the house. He said he showed her around, and she loved it. I was livid. How can he be so stupid? Who should I be more upset with, her or him? Well, you're not married to her. (laughs) Right. So y'all buy a house, clothes on it. She in the house for you get there? Right. <laughs> but He's don't stupid. forget, they He's put stupid. it on Facebook. <laughs> don't forget, they put it on Facebook. I don't care what. what? You can't come in here. This is my wife's house. See, yeah. it, see, dog, I don't care if y'all are friends. When you buy the house, it's not yours no more. Right. <laughs> dog, really, I'm telling you, technically, that's her house. Get a divorce, and I'm going to show you who the house going to go to. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, he Ooh, shouldn't have done some that. houses for some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how's you to build, all dog? on social media. Yeah, they all gone. All the houses I built is gone, dog. Gone. But you're balling now. It's all good. It's all good. I, 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 
Everything I look back on, I lost. God gave me tenfold. That's right. And that's what tripping. he does. I'm all good. That's the good thing about it, man. There's some grace and mercy, and you could be on your way. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. get the grace and mercy, now get on. Don't lay around walling in it. <laughs> yeah, keep hmm. it moving. That's keep right. it moving. She is your ex for a reason. Yeah. And, and you don't have to post everything on no, Facebook. He's stupid. Your ex-wife ain't got no business in your new house with That's your right. wife, dog. That ain't. And she that was ain't... disrespectful. She was disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. she know it though. She yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh yeah. Girl, he had. Yeah. Me. She done told all her friend. Girl, he had me come over that house. See, uh-huh. to see what I thought. He I seen it for her. Mm. All right, we're moving on. Uh, Tanya in Montgomery says, I'm 27 years old and I've been with my boyfriend for three years. I really want to get married and have at least two children. My boyfriend doesn't want to get married until he completes grad school. We were on the same page with religion and we're saving money to get a nice home one day. There's just one thing that's really bothering me. I've never met his parents in the three years we've been dating. I don't want us to break up, but this is so not cool. Is he just stringing me along? I'm just saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, if they live out of town, I understand. But if everybody there in the gunk, yeah. <laughs> we got a damn problem now. Yeah. I've been to Montgomery. It ain't that damn big now. <laughs> I like Montgomery. <laughs> They got some good people down there. The late, great, my best friend, Greg Calhoun, was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I miss that boy. My yeah. boy, Paul Davis, down there. Yes, sir. I miss okay. that boy bad, man. But, dog, anyway, they got some great people down there. If you, if he, she live in town, they live in town, and you ain't met the mama, I don't know what y'all doing. In three doing. years. <laughs> in three Unless he yeah. shame of them. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that parents, could be something. He could be scared to bring you by there because oh. you may see the side he don't want you to see. Oh. That could be it. Okay. But, but I don't I don't think you should break years. up over not meeting the parents. Uh-huh. Especially if he's talking about marrying you. But he said y'all ain't getting married until after grad school. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Man getting married in school, you know. I understand yeah. that. Mm. All right. And you know right. you want well, kids and everything, but you know got to get out of school. How she let three years three go years. by though? Wouldn't, I mean, it's three any years. They young. So? How old is she, Shirley? She's twenty-seven, Steve. She's been dating since she's twenty-four. Ain't no law say you got to get married right now. You know, but now he talking about after grad school. They done said that. He told her after grad school. Now she done moved up to date in her mind, but now she done mad cause she ain't met the mom and daddy. Just sit her. tight, sister. You know, when yeah. he get out of grad school, he, he said he's going to marry you. Probably ain't over. Might be the man Did you say, did you mumble probably Lita. isn't? I said ain't, surely. I ain't ever said isn't. <laughs> in your life. Isn't, isn't ain't in my vocabulary. <laughs> All right, Teddy in Chicago says, we're just moving on it. I'm in my mid-40s. And my wife and I have hit a rough patch in our sex life. We both sleep nude, and she has a nice booty and backs it up on me every night. But has a fit if I touch it. After two weeks of this, I asked her why, and she said that if I cleaned up after myself and put her first like I should, then my privileges wouldn't be cut off. I want to fix this as quick as I can. Uncle Steve, what can I do to get... I don't. I don't understand ASAP. what you're saying. Okay, he's saying they that live together. Are they married? Yeah, they're married. They're married. They he's married. in his mid forties. He in the mid forties. How old is she? He didn't say. They sleep nude. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And for two weeks, his wife has been in the bed nude. But, you Backing know, she cuddles on. with him, but if he touches it, it it's off limits. They spooning, but they ain't spooning. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, you know. I think it's time for a divorce. A divorce? Yeah, I'm leaving you behind this here. Yeah, you know, all this stuff ain't nothing happening. No, 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 we breaking up. Over. Bye. Thank you. You know, nice knowing you had a nice life. Tell the kids I said see you. That was funny. They spoony, but they not forking. No, ain't nobody doing that. Ain't nobody doing that ever. No. No, bye. They can't talk, Steve. Talk for what? <laughs> Look, all she wants him to do is pick up after himself and put her first. All What's right, coming issue? up next, the nephew. Where that come from in the letter? You, I said it. You didn't hear me? All I heard was, don't touch me. <laughs> That's what you had a problem. The hell is we naked for? What? <laughs> coming up next, the nephew, and run that prank back right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with our national news, plus some sad news to report legendary comedian Paul Mooney has passed away. Our condolences going out to the entire Mooney family. Uh, we'll talk about his legendary career at the top of the hour. But right now, we're going to switch gears to the nephew who is here to make us laugh with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Naked uh, yoga. See, there mm -hmm. you go. There Take you your go. time with me if you would. It <laughs> is naked uh, yoga. If you remember, <laughs> it was Adam who was naked. And sorry, well, no going yoga too far. Going to <laughs> In the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and they were both there. <laughs> Naked and not knowing at that time that they were naked. It wasn't until. <laughs> Come on, cat, let's go. Naked, yeah. yo. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach. Uh, is it Gordon? Right, it's Gordon. How you doing, Mr. Gordon? Uh, listen, my name is. Oh, oh um... let me, let me uh, turn down the TV. Did you call him about the apartment? Yes, yes. I was okay. trying to see about uh, maybe coming over to take a look at it or. And, and... In, uh, if it's still available, man. I got a newspaper, but I didn't know if this is still available or what. No, 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 no. still for rent. Um, <clears throat> let me be uh, straight with you. Um, uh, you know, no pets and uh, no no smoking uh, <laughs> of any kind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I understand. Okay. From my understanding, the listing here is like eight hundred fifty dollars a month, right? right? Eight fifty. You got a parking spot, um, your private bathroom with a shower, uh, okay. and uh, eight fifty. I'm gonna need first uh, last month. And uh, really, um, let me, well, what's your name? My name is Darnell. 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 Okay. First. Right. Uh, so yeah. Um, first, last month, and uh, Social Security number. I can do a background check. Okay. The, uh, okay. Okay. Check. Now, uh, let me ask you this: You guys got uh, like a back backyard area? I, I teach classes in the mornings, and I want to know if you have that. That that's pretty much will will kind of lock me in. If you got a, if you guys got a backyard that I can use. Oh, we got a backyard. What what do you teach? I teach yoga. I teach yoga in the mornings from uh, from six to eight. Hopefully, that won't be a problem. You make you make money doing yoga? Yes, sir. I definitely do. I make enough definitely to cover the rent. That's for sure. That shouldn't be a problem. I know I know a little bit about yoga. That's that. I mean, really, if y'all you know you're not making no noise, that yoga right. that's that's not a problem. A good deal. Well, how quick can I actually get moved in? Man, I'm trying to get settled. I just moved in from the uh, from the East Coast. I jumped on my yoga pretty quick and got a, quite a bit of clientele built up. 
and um, you know, I'm just just ready to get started, get moved in, man. Some, something that I can actually call home, you know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we're looking to rent rent it out pretty quick, um, you know, because we want to try and get it filled as soon as possible. Cause it's, you said we are you are you you got a roommate? You're you're. Married, no, it's just what, what, me. It's, it, it would be me and my wife, and uh, we, it's a three-bedroom home. You would have the room in the back with the bathroom, and uh, okay, yeah, like right. it's eight fifty. Do a credit check, right. and uh, you know, right. as soon as we meet, um, I can do the background check. And uh, now, now, and now, now that background check, what, 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 what do you necessarily need to do that for? Well, you got to know who you're renting to, and then you want to know what the credit they got, so if they can afford to rent or not. You know, I got, got I got, I got real good credit, man. My credit is fine. I'm, I'm actually in the eight hundreds on my, on my credit scores. Oh damn! All right. When you get here, we'll how you fill out application. But uh, okay. you know, if, you, if you're ready to get it cracking, I can do I can do a background check, and you right now just give me your social security number. Okay, but let me let me go ahead and just do this, man, on that background check, because you know that what what I want to say about that is this: it might be something on there about like when I was on the East Coast, you know, I was actually teaching uh, naked yoga. You know what I mean? Naked yoga. Uh, you know, you may see something on there about me being a, a, a nymphomaniac. Oh, naked yoga? Yeah, well, see, that's, what, that's the kind of yoga I was teaching on the East Coast was naked yoga. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody talking about teaching naked yoga here? Well, but see, that's in the backyard. It's closed in. You know, in no, my backyard? Like... And you, what, what, what other glitch you got? You said there's some glitches, Mike. Well, what other glitch you got? Well, you might see that I, I, I'm a nymphomaniac, but see, they, they, but see I didn't took, took classes in what? I, I just took counseling for that, though. So, no, so yeah. what do you need to take some counseling over somewhere else? You ain't taking no counseling and doing no uh, naked yoga in my backyard. No, but see, man, all that's behind me now. That's on the East Coast, man. I, that, that's, that's all behind me now. I, I didn't put that thing down. Man, I don't care if it's behind you, in front of you, on the side. You're doing some naked yoga in my backyard. That ain't happening, man. Matter of hey, fact, man. Hey, scratch, man, listen. Scratch my I got all the credentials list. that qualify to move in there, and now you're going to sit here and tell me I can't. You're talking about doing some naked yoga in my backyard with no 20, 30 people? Man, my wife be at home, man. You, look. Well, you want to bring your wife out you know there? You know what, Darnell? It's all good. Let her get we naked and do some yoga in, man. man. Just scratch that one off your list and just move on to the next one because ain't no naked yoga going down back here with no nymphomaniacs. I don't know what else y'all might be doing. I don't know what. No, I don't know who no does drugs, naked man. yoga. We huh? are, we, it's, just, man, it's, just a, it's just a serene moment, man, where you find yourself. That's all this really is about. Well, you better find yourself somewhere. No, that's what I know. You ain't doing no naked yoga in my backyard. I'm surprised you even called somebody with that. Hey, man, I'm going to come over there to this address and start looking at this place because I want to set up shop right here. In my backyard, and I don't even know you? Talking about you got some glitches in your past? You going to have a foot in your... How do you know that this isn't something that your wife might really want to get into? But my wife... Don't even mention my wife's name, man. You don't know me. You don't even know my wife. Take my off your list. You come out here, you're going to have another glitch. I'm coming out here to look you at this damn room, and you going to show it to me. I ain't showing you You come, come out here, and I'm going to show you something else. My back man, I am, a, I am a recovered nymphomaniac. I'm recovered. I'm not a recovered nymphomaniac. You about to get your with biomaniac. I'm the maniac. Please believe, Darnell. I'm going to come over there right now. I'm going to come over there now, man, so we can sit with defense. I ain't having that do not hey, man, come listen, up. Listen, Please, man, I'm going to come over there so Please. we can just Matter fact, Matt, look, this, you can do whatever you want somewhere else, but this right here, this ain't the place for you. I'm going to tell you that right now, Darnell. Let me talk to your wife, man. Whatever it is you want to pull, whatever it is you want to talk about, this ain't the place for you. Go somewhere else. Take that Let me talk to your wife, man. Please Let me talk to your wife. Do not even try me, Darnell. Do Let me not talk even to your try wife, me. I'm not even that kind of dude, man. But you about to bring this out of me. Do not bring this over here, Darnell. So, so as far as I'm your concerned, wife, man. This, Let me right speak here, to your wife. this right here is over, for real. 
You're going to come out here and catch a case. Okay, can I, can I say one more thing to you, no, man? No, you can't say Darnell, because this, I, this conversation's over, man. Okay, how about that? Say, hey, man, can I say one more thing, man? What you got to Hello? say, man? Is, what? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your brother. <laughs> oh, get the <laughs> f- out of here, man. This is Nephew Tommy. Who, who, who told you to do this to me, man? <laughs> your brother. My brother. Man. Oh, I'm going to get this. Oh, my God. Man, my heart is all beating all fast, man. My oh, get the out of here, man. Tom, man. Oh. You all right, man? Man. I was going to whoop your butt naked if you came around here, man. You just don't know. Man, I'm so glad this is a joke. You have no idea. I'm so glad this is a joke, man. <laughs> I should know last year our naked yoga was... Uh, in case you don't know what that cadence is, that is Richard Pryor from... The incredible movie, Which Way Is Up. As you know, last year, the church bought me this glove. (laughs) Tommy, you got it down, too. (laughs) (laughs) Which way is up? (laughs) All right. uh, Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, the BET Awards will return in June. That is good news. The BET Awards will be back live with a fully vaccinated audience on Sunday, June 27th. So get ready for that. The network will invite uh, fully vaccinated audience members. BET said they will work closely with the Los Angeles County uh, to support community vaccination efforts to ensure adherence to COVID-19 protocols. So that's good news. We have missed you, BET Awards. It's oh, back, man. Everything uh-huh, is back, back. It seems yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool. We'll be watching. Change. Gotta watch the BET Awards. Yes. <laughs> we got 30 audience members and family. Ooh, y'all packed, huh, Steve? Uh, <laughs> Standing room so only. Locked up. Girl, ooh, Lord Jesus. Ooh. Ooh, chain. Killing. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're going to switch gears here because this is really some sad news for the comedy world. Uh, Paul Mooney was a longtime comedian. You guys all know him, of course. Uh, He was a writer, he was an actor, and of course, best known, uh, Steve, for his work with Richard Pryor. Well, yesterday, uh, Paul Mooney passed away. Um, He had a heart attack. He was 79 years old. And according to his family, Mr. Mooney passed away at his home in Oakland and paramedics tried uh, unsuccessfully to revive him. Paul Mooney was a legend in show business, both on stage and behind the scenes uh, because he was an actor and uh, a huge contributing uh, writer to Richard Pryor's stand-up and his performances. So uh, rest in peace, um, Paul Mooney. Oh, stop. White folk been doing it for years. I love Mr. Paul Mooney. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 That yes. dude, man. Um, so funny. We did the uh, AHA Comedy Awards, the very first one this guy was throwing, and he threw it at the Hollywood Casino. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the room was full of preachers and first ladies. Mm. And uh, Paul Mooney uh, <laughs> was one of the acts. Mm-hmm. Boy, let me tell you something. Cool. When I tell you a guy who went on stage and did him no matter what, 
Mm-hmm. It was Paul Mooney. When he started, uh-huh. one a pastor stood up with the first lady and said, this is completely inappropriate. Uh-huh. He said, I ain't got to that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and I was on the second row. And boy, let me tell you something. You he told her, I ain't, I ain't got to that part yet. And brother, he did the most inappropriate, hysterical set. When five minutes in, them preachers and first ladies were screaming, laughing. It was right. It was before O.J. Simpson had got free. He was on trial. The O.J. Simpson thing had just started. He was on trial. Uh-huh. And man, Mooney had wrote the most brilliant stuff about O.J. driving up that freeway with Al Collins. And man, he was really, really. Wow. I'm gonna tell you right now, Richard Pryor mm-hmm. was a he was huge in writing for Richard Pryor. Yeah. Y'all don't know it, but he was huge for Fox. He was huge for Flip Wilson. Red mm. Fox. Red Fox. Oh, this dude was no joke, man. Wow. This dude was legend. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about him in closing. He was good. He was good brother, man. All right, Steve. Uh, so let's switch gears again here and uh, time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Well, the battle between Israel and Hamas is now in its 11th day. President Biden has reportedly been employing a behind-the-scenes type strategy to try and get Israel to be the first to be back down. Uh, yesterday, Jewish state said no, that Hamas started it, and that's defending its own right to exist. But there's word around this morning that both sides say that they may stop, but within maybe the next two days, although nobody over there seems to say, seems to see any of that declining. In Washington, Republican lawmakers were seeking to derail a movement to form an independent commission to thoroughly investigate last January's Capitol Hill insurrection. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi sought bipartisan support for the panel and even gave up some of the provisions that Democrats wanted to try Try and make a deal. In the interest of bipartisanship, we were yielded on many points which we thought would be important and were not necessarily mirroring 9-11, but mirroring many commissions since 9-11. Republicans, though, had been saying that the country needed to just move on or broaden the scope of the probe to include Black Lives Matter and Antifa, even though neither of those groups stormed the Capitol. Anyway, in the end, though, 35 Republicans bucked Donald Trump and party leaders and voted with the Democrats. When they get in the Senate, though, they're going to need 60 votes. Uh, by the way, a total of 10 investigations were conducted into the 2012 Benghazi attack. Remember that? Six of them by Republican-controlled committees. There were allegations that the Obama administration was engaged in a cover-up, but no evidence of that was ever found. Ten investigations into Benghazi. Far-right rocker and COVID denier Ted Nugent has it. However, the 72-year-old Nugent, a staunch Trump supporter, says he refuses to take the COVID vaccine because he claims there are questions about its safety. In Texas, a bill that's expected to be signed into law bans early abortions and allows civil lawsuits against the health care providers involved. And finally, it's sad news for us. Comedian Paul Mooney has died reportedly of stage four colon cancer. He was 79 years old. He would have been 80 in August. Producer Clay Berry and I did a regular morning show with Paul Mooney back in 2004 in New York City. Besides his own act, Paul wrote for the Richard Pryor show. As you heard, fans loved him for his on-target zingers about racism. When they owned us... White folks are some happy white people. <laughs> Look at them now. They're so depressed and sad. Let slavery come back tomorrow. Well, they don't want us in their neighborhood. When they own us, we was in their house. 
when they own us, we had 12 and 14 jobs. Now that we're free, I'm so sorry, there's no jobs. <laughs> Mad because we got away. Let slavery come back in the mall. They'll be on that porch. Welcome home. Your room is just like it was. We haven't changed it. Paul Mooney. <laughs> Love that man. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so we talked about this earlier, guys. As we all know, legendary comedian and actor and writer, brilliant writer, Paul Mooney passed away on Wednesday from a heart attack. He was 79 years old. Uh, Paul Mooney was a huge contributor to the Richard Pryor show and to Mr. Pryor's stand-up acts. Later on, Paul Mooney appeared on the Chappelle show. And yesterday, TMZ spoke to Chappelle about Paul Mooney. Take a listen. I want to shout out every comedian on earth, one of the best that ever did it, passed away today. His legacy will live forever. He did everything from Richard Pryor's show to Chappelle's show. He's one of the first black people ever in the Writers Guild. Paul Mooney will be sorely missed and wildly remembered. I'll see to that. Okay, one of the greatest comedians ever. Face closed. I don't know if people understood um, the way he worked, man. He was unapologetic 24-7. He did not care what you thought of him. He was on stage with two goals in mind. Number one, to do him, well, three goals. To do him, to tell the truth, and to push you over the edge. That was it. He would close down the comedy store. He would be the last act up because that was it. This dude's gonna, he's gonna rip it. And you had to, that, it, it was nothing. He was, they put him up last. Wow. And his job was, he went up to clear the room. I've watched him at least six times wipe a room out. But now, nah, I mean, you're screaming, laughing. Yeah, but he was that dude, man. He, he was really, really. Paul Mooney was a genius, man. This dude was right, some brilliant stuff. He did that joke about Betsy Ross and that flag, man. (laughs) (laughs) Junior, didn't you used to drive Paul Mooney around? I had to drive Paul Mooney. My my job when I first started the business was to go pick the headliners and the features up and bring them to the show. That's how I got Mm -hmm. the opener. That's how I became the opener for the show. That was my job. I ain't get paid. I go pick Paul up, go pick up the feature act, take him to the club, take him back to the hotel. That's what you had to do. Wow. Did you talk? But I learned so many lessons in the car talking to Paul Moon. You learned. Like what? Oh, man, like Uncle Steve just said, he would tell you to be you on stage. You don't have to apologize. You ain't got to kiss somebody's behind or nothing. Uh-huh. Be you. Yeah. That's the first lesson I learned. You. Yeah. You are the first you. time you see him ever perform, your first time, it blows you away. Yeah, it does. I, it's shocking. You're just not expecting yes. that. You're yes. like, oh my God, you can do that? You can uh-huh. really do that? <laughs> you can say that? You can yeah. say yeah. that? You can say that. Yeah. I, I think oh the, wor- the word, Steve, for him is unapologetic. I think no, you got it all right. D- all day long. I've watched mm-hmm. you do it over and over and over again. Yeah. And some of the stuff was simply hysterical. Yes. yes. And yeah, some of the was. stuff was just designed to be crushing. It was. <laughs> no dog. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're moving on now. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Paul Mooney. Coming yes, up sir. at 34 minutes after the hour, um, we're going to switch gears with Junior and uh, talk Shaq versus Charles Barkley right after this. What? What? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Junior is here now with trending sports talk. What's going on, Junior? 
Oh, Shirley Shaq and Charles Barkley into it again. Oh, my goodness. About what? <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, you wait till you hear this, Tommy. I, I mean, you know, you really don't want Shaq mad at you. So Shaq and Charles Barkley were doing the breakdown to the game between the Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards. Uh-huh. Well, Shaq asked a funny question about who Washington Wizards player Robin Lopez reminded him of. So take a listen. Kareem rolling over his grave watching that little shot. You know who that reminds me of? My good friend. Who? who is your grandmother? George, George, George. <laughs> hey, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, man. Hey, no, 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 no. There's two mamas you don't play with. My mom and my grandma. I will reach across the table and knock your face off right now. Hey. Yo, All right, Chuck. Oh, no, no, hey, hey, hey. Wait, you see this guy? Oh, 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 oh. Don't, don't talk about my eye. Oh my God! Oh, oh, no, you hit it. Yeah. Right okay, I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Talk about people with mamas and that's great. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa! Oh yeah! <laughs> don't you, don't you dare go there! Uh-uh. Hey, Kimmy. They playing the dozens. What yeah, the? But, but Chuck was. Shaq, yeah, Chuck was. Uh, he thought it was hysterical. Shaq was like, hey, 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 oh, oh, hey, all right now. No, no. If that laugh is trying to get under control, oh, okay. No, no. But he backed up though, Barkley. Yeah, he did. All right, dear Shaq. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah. It's, it's some dudes like it's just. Like, I'm that person about my mama. She's off. I'm not playing at all. You know. When Jay and uh, 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 George Wallace, Wallace be on there doing mama jokes. Uh-huh. Hey, man, we all went on, uh, we were all on Oprah's show one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, what's some of y'all's funniest jokes that somebody said, do mama jokes? And I, I, I told them on Oprah, this ain't what I do now, I'm trying to tell you. Because Illusville Harvey's off limits. All jokes. Mm-hmm. When she was living and when she passed. Same ass whipping. I'm just letting you know. It's the same. I, I don't, it's crazy, man, but I've been that way my whole life. I was never allowed to let nobody talk about my mama. I, it just was out of the question. Yeah. Right. We're not joking. We ain't playing. We don't, we don't do Well, you do one, I do one, then we call it quits. No. 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 Can I just say this to you quickly, Junior? Wait till you hear the strawberry letter. Go on, Junior. Oh. <laughs> he treats my mother like a dog. Just oh, go uh, on, Junior. Uh, oh. <laughs> go on, Junior. See, we'll get to that. See, right there. Yeah, and, and I feel you. It's like, I don't play that by my mom. Oh, you don't oh do your mama. mama jokes either? Nah, nah. nah that, that, I don't that's do mama not, nothing. No, nothing. No. We, don't, we, don't, we don't do godmother. No. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you now. I don't even do godmother jokes. We're not doing that. All these people that carried me to the hospital. You're not finna talk about these Man, people. Don't, don't, it's too much other stuff we can play about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ilos Vera is off limits, man. I don't care. Y'all saw what happened at that skating rink in Detroit? Oh, yeah. Carl yeah. and I, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. there. Every, yeah. Around that time, everywhere we went, it was a fight with you, but this one was justified. Ooh, fight. <laughs> oh, dog. I, dog, you ain't just, dog, I don't play. Dude said something about my mom while I was walking through the crowd. Oh, pardon. I was busy, man. I was busy. They, they, it was so many people trying to hold me off him. Oh, I went God. straight at him. We was in Detroit. We was at Skate World. I had a hat on, suit on, every damn thing. I ain't care. Yep. Yep. Oh, you, we, just, oh. you was just, was you famous, Steve? Were you just was? Yes. Yeah. 
We yes. went there. Yeah, we went there to do a live remote. But I wasn't there, though, Junior. When we used That's to go on the road, Junior. Tommy wasn't there, and it was there for uh, uh, our station in Detroit, Mix Lane uh-huh. Two Point Three, and it was big. It was so big. We was skating, yeah. having fun. Next thing I know. <laughs> We got to go. What? We got to get Take them the skates off. Now. Put your so, shoes on. Take them skates off. Steven here tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Steven grabbed the dude's shirt. I told a button on his shirt because that's all I could grab. The people had yeah. grabbed me, and I just grabbed his shirt and told a button off his shirt. I was trying to get to him, though, dog. Yeah. I was trying oh, to get man. to him. I ain't proud of that moment, but I, I was I was really trying to get to him because I just, I just can't do it, man. I don't even know how to play that. Yo, mama. Yo, mama's so fat, she... I turned around and said, oh, dog, hold up, dog. What did you say? You heard me. Your mama's so... F-. And then all I heard, he just got to... F- and then he had to get to moving. Because <laughs> I'm already in the bus. All right. Uh, coming up next, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is, he treats my mother... Like a dog. We'll get into it in really? just a little bit. Yeah. But well, uh, right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone really? call. I can't. I cannot. I can't. For sure. I'm not going to let your dog top my dog. Okay. <laughs> what you got? The title now? of this prank is My Dog Apollo. Your dog ain't going to be better than my dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Competition. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? Hello. Uh, is this apartment 18C? Yeah, this this ATC. Hey man, my name Virgil. Uh, who 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 is this right here? Who is who is it? You speaking to Marcus? What's going on? Okay, Marcus, let me ask you something, man. Y'all 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 done messed up. Y'all y'all done got Apollo arrested last night on some trumped up charges, man. Hold on, I'm lost here. What 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 is this you talking about? You got Apollo arrested last night on some trumped up charges. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you sure you got the right number, I man? I got the right number, man. Y'all, you, you and a, you and a, you and eighteen C, ain't you? Yeah, okay. This eighteen C. Now tell me, now, now, what is this about Apollo? Who is Apollo? I don't, I don't know what you're talking you, about. You got, y'all got Apollo arrested last night on some trumped up charges. You know, now he downtown, and 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 and, and evidently somebody pressing charges. So now I got to figure out how we gonna. How I'm gonna get Apollo out of jail. Hold on, hold on, this don't make no listen, sense right here, man. It, I need y'all to go downtown hey, and go on and drop these charges so Apollo can come home. Pump the brakes, boss. Listen, what you're saying now. You calling me about somebody that I don't even know. I ain't even. I don't know no Apollo. You know, you. I, I, I apologize for your homeboy. And 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 their thing that's going down, but uh, I don't know nobody named Apollo. I really don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay, you know. so y'all 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 ain't called the police last night. Ain't nobody called no police. You you ain't called. You gonna sit here and lie to me and tell me you ain't called no police last night? L- let's take this back. Now now, what's your name, man? My, my name is Virgil. And now now, how you come about getting my number? Don't worry about how I got your number. I got it. You the one. I know you the one got Apollo arrested on these trumped up charges. Don't worry. Now hold on. How you know? Where is? How you know where I live? Cause I live above you. I live in 19C. 19C. 19. So, are you the one that got the loud barking dog all hours of the night? That's Apollo. My dog is Apollo. My God. Apollo, man, you got me thinking that you talking about some human being. You sitting here calling me about some animal, some dog. You arrested my dog well, listen, last listen, night, man. man. First of all, no, nah, evidently you pressing charge. Hey, listen, nah, you going man. down there to get my dog out of jail, man. Evidently, you need to listen to what you talking about, man. You calling me about some animal? Listen, we call the front desk people about disturbance. 
every time we look around, we hear your dog. So you might need to take it over with whoever that's in charge with the apartment complex because that's who we inform about your loud dog. Now, you know, you calling me, how you got my number, I don't know. But you need to check this out and, and, and talk with the people that's in charge of the apartment complex. I'm taking it up with the person that could, that filed a complaint and got my dog arrested last night. Now, my dog down there on some Trump really? charges. Really? Really? They didn't read, they really? didn't read Apollo his rights or nothing like that. Really? You really talking? Listen, listen to what you're saying, man. out the house, man. And, and it's all this cause of you. Man, I think you need to, uh, you you need some counseling or something about because you talking about a dog. How can a dog get arrested? You need to. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Listen, I I I don't think we got anything else to talk about, man. Because uh, yeah, we got we got to talk about Apollo, man, and how how you gonna go down there and get him out of jail? And you need to have him be here back by here this, this evening. I I ain't finna go through this without my dog being here. This man sounds crazy. Baby, this man calling me about a dog being arrested. This is the dog that be barking. It's Apollo, this- man. Apollo is a, is, a, is a family member. And you done got him arrested, man. For, for what? Hey, man, Why would you do something like that? Man, how about this? You and that dog. Don't be calling me no more talking to me about some dog that I ain't got no control over. You need to take this up with the police or whoever called. Ain't nobody calling no police. Did you just say Apollo? Man, listen. Did you just say that? You heard what I said. Okay, okay. Hey, man, I'm I'm not trying to argue. Okay, look, look. Let's let's just, let's just do this here. Is it any way you could just come down there with me this evening and drop the charge? Come down where? Come down to the police station, man. Where Apollo at, dog? Look, 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 dog. Look. He down. Listen, listen. Okay, I'm not trying to holler. He down there on some trumped up charge. You, you can't even pick him out in a lineup if you want. Apollo clean. I can't believe it. He got it. no prior convictions, man. It. I can't Nothing believe like it. Nothing like that. Uh, uh, listen, man. Do you really hear what you're saying? Now, I know they say man, uh, uh, best friend is a dog, but you taking this a little bit too far. Now, you need to really listen to what you're talking about. You need to handle all this, what you got a problem with, with the folks at the front desk and the police, if they do got your dog. This really don't make any sense right now to me. Now, I, I apologize once again about your dog, but uh, I think we have our uh, business finished right now. Hey, man, because let I, me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you this right here, okay? Uh, uh, Marcus, right? Yeah. Okay, let me tell you this here. You try to testify against him. Try to testify against against Apollo and see what happens. What in the world are you telling you? Listen, man, I'm going to tell you like this. You, Apollo, and anything else that you got to say about this situation right here. You found my number. You found. You know where I live. You just come see me. You, you, you really want that? I'm about to be through with this phone call, man. i tell you what. i tell you what. Let me say this right here. I'm gonna say this right here to you. You try to you try you try to get on the stand and testify against Apollo, and I promise you, dog, you're gonna have some problems on your hands. You hear me? Listen, you really talking some nonsense right now. Do you really hear what you saying to me? Apollo is a dog. I know he a dog. He my dog. You know what? I tell you what. Hey man, how that uh how that pretty little wife of yours doing? The one that be at home while you going to work all day. What you say to me? How is that pretty little wife of yours that be gone, that be at home when you gone? To work? Who, who, what's your What's your name? I who already this? told you my name. Bird. Check this. Nineteen C. Where you at, right? Please that's believe where I'm that's, at. Well, please believe that's where we about to meet right now. Cause now the man gonna come up here talking to me about my wife. So if it's any other dog you got up in the place, please believe that dog's gonna get up right along with your. Okay. Well, I got, I got, you, I got one more thing before you. Man, you one thing you need to know before you get here. You ain't got to say to me because you took this a little too far around with me in a 
dog. Now you trying to talk about what's going on in my household and my wife? Please believe 19C is where you about to find me. Okay, well, let me tell you who else up here in 19C that's waiting on you. All of them about to get up. Whoever is all up in 19C. Okay, well, let me tell you who else in here. You want to know who else in here? Man, I'm finna tell you this here. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show is up in here in 19C. <laughs> what the hell? Nephew. This is Nephew Tommy. <laughs> man, you got me cussing, man. My mama be listening to this station. Your neighbor Gerald got Gerald me to thank you. you about your neighbor downstairs. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, you got to tell me this, baby. What's the baddest radio station in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show and Nephew Tommy's crazy <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying, Shirley? I don't, I don't, I, I don't care about your dog and the strawberry letter that's coming up. My dog's stronger than your dog. A real okay. dog. <laughs> Apollo on roof, some trumped roof. up charges. <laughs> Y'all done got Apollo arrested, man. Come on now. We're not going out like this here. That's crazy. You're stupid, you gotta be, dude. Yes, Carla. I will be stupid uh, next weekend in, in Orlando, oh. Florida. Come out and get a dose of it. Oh, my God. Okay, come get a couple shots of stupid. And um, make sure you have your shots before you come see me giving you these shots of stupid. I'd appreciate it if you come in with your shots. I do. I do. Keyword Orlando, shot. Florida. <laughs> Orlando, I mean, Florida, like the improv. The nephew will be there. Got a couple tickets left, but they just about gone. Tampa Bay is laying in the cut. That's right. Tampa's in the cut. That's in June. And that will be June of 25, 26, 27. The nephew and laying in the cut way in July. Colleen, Texas. Twice as funny. Comedy Club. July 16th, 17th, and 18th. Tickets are all on sale right now. There you go. You're on you the go. road again. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, Strawberry Letters subject. He treats my mother like a dog. Woo! We'll get into Girl. it. Yes, we Girl. will right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter. Live on the air, like we're going to read this crazy letter right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he treats my mother like a dog. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 28-year-old woman, and I recently got engaged to a man who's almost perfect. Uh, we're on the come up and have promising careers, uh, and our life plans are laid out. We want the same things, but there's one issue. He hates my mother. I admit she was a little tough on him when they first met, but she only had my best interests at heart. She asked him a lot about his background and ambitions, and he took it as criticism. Uh, she wanted to make sure he was responsible and mature, but instead he got offended and thought she was questioning his abilities as a man. He nicknamed her the judge and said he'll never be worthy of her approval. Since we got engaged, it's gotten worse. If I talk to... 
uh, her on the phone, he'll ask how the fat witch is doing. If I say I'm going out with her, he'll say I better not bring her bitter butt back to the house with me. Uh, he said ASS. One time she asked me how much my fiance was making at his new job and his stupid behind said to tell that nosy to mind her own business. Yeah, he called her the B word. Needless to say, I hung up the phone before she could respond. He is way too comfortable disrespecting my mother and I don't think she's done anything to make him that evil to her. I've asked him to stop, but... He said he's marrying me, not my family, and she started it by looking down on him. I don't think she treated him that badly, and I think he's being overly sensitive. My mother has told my aunt and my brother about how my fiancé treats her, and now they're all in my business and questioning my relationship. Uh, Mostly everything else about him is perfect, but I hate the way he treats my mother. Is my mother to blame at all? How do I fix their relationship before our wedding 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 you're still considering marrying him why he's not worthy of anything like that you don't need to marry this guy this guy disrespects your mother what are you talking about (laughs) really i mean you're 28 uh you said your mother only had his best interests at heart uh, your your best interests at heart but he took it at as criticism that's on him not your mother that's what parents do before you get married they meet your you know I- intended person they talk to him they get to know him they want to see where his head is you know is he good enough is he worthy enough to be marrying their their child that's what parents do okay he calls her to judge he's calling her to be word what <laughs> what? You let him call your mother the B word? You're right. He is way too comfortable disrespecting your mother. And you shouldn't allow this. You shouldn't be marrying this guy. Stop this wedding. Stop all of this. Give him his ring back. You don't, because guess what? It's not going to get any better. It's not going to change. It's only going to get worse if you think about or consider marrying this guy. You need to stop this now. Uh, I'm sure uh, your brother has the right idea because he's going to let him know. That's his mother too, you know. Uh, Yeah, you hate the way he treats your mother because you should, but you still, he treats your mother one way and you still, don't please don't marry this man. No, You ask, is your mother to blame at all? For what? For being a mother? For looking out for her daughter's best interests? No, your mother is not to blame. You can't fix their relationship before the wedding because it's ruined because he doesn't respect your mother because he called your mother a bee there's nothing to fix he called her a fat witch there's nothing to fix here come on now Come on, come on, come on. Don't let this go down like this. Don't let this man disrespect and talk to your talk about your mother like this. Uh, Steve, please. Sister, at 28 years old, I'm going to have to tell you some things. Now, you're 28 years old. You got engaged to a man you say is almost perfect. Nobody is, and nobody ain't almost perfect either. Ain't nobody even close, but you right. think you got something perfect. But you got a letter full of stuff that ain't perfect. See, you're looking at the wrong. You're looking at a lot of superficial stuff. Y'all want the same things. Y'all got some promising careers. But there's one issue. He hates your mother. One of the people that you love dearly, he manages to hate her. All because, like you say, you'll admit she was a little tough on him when they first met. She only had your best interests at heart. Like Shirley said, that's what parents do. 
She asked him a lot about his background and ambitions, and he took it as criticism. She wanted to make sure he was responsible and mature. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second because that's going to come back to play. But instead, he got offended and thought she was questioning his abilities as a man. He nicknamed her the judge and said he'll never be worthy of her approval. And since we've gotten engaged, it's gotten worse. Now, excuse me. You mean to tell me that all this hate came from a simple line of question? She didn't go out there and bust the windows in his car. She ain't keyed up the car. She ain't broke his glasses. She ain't took his cell phone and went through it. She had a line of questioning about his intent with his daughter just to see maybe if if the daughter was overlooking something. So in this line of questioning, he hates her. I was talking to her on the phone and he'd ask how that fat witch is doing. I say I'm going out with, he said, you better not bring that bit ass back to this house with me. One time he asked me, she asked me how much her fiance was making at his new job. His stupid behind said, to hell with that nosy B.I. and to mind her own business. Are you serious? All right. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. The subject of this strawberry letter is he treats my mother like a dog. Coming back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. He treats my mother like a dog. 28-year-old woman is engaged to this guy. She said it's almost perfect. Except he has one problem. He hates his mother, her mother. Now, she says she'll admit that she was tough on the man when he came over, but she only had my best interest at heart. She asked him a lot about his background, ambitions, and he took it as criticism. She wanted to be sure he was responsible and mature. Let's keep that in mind because I'm going to show you something. But instead, he got offended and thought she was questioning his abilities as a man, nicknamed her the judge, said it never be worthy of her approval. Okay, now he's mad over a line of questioning. Mm-hmm. A line of questioning, and he's that mad? Now, you just said your mother was trying to make sure he was responsible and mature. Well, a line of questioning has him acting this way. This is a line of questioning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you again in the letter. Since you've gotten engaged, it's gotten worse. If I talk to her on the phone, he'll ask, how that fat witch is doing? That's mature. Huh. That's uh-huh. mature. The woman ain't even talking about him. But you couldn't say that to me. She all face. types of fat witches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I'd say I'm going out with her, he'll say, don't bring that bitter ass back to the house with you. One time she asked me how much my fiance was making at his job. His stupid behind said, tell that nosy B.I. to mind her own business. God, Needless to say, I hung up the phone before she could respond. Wait a minute. That was your reaction? Yeah. Wait a minute. Needless to say, you hung up the phone before she could respond. That was your reaction? I'm going to tell you right now. You're not calling my mama B-I-T-C-H. You're no, not going to do it. I don't ever. care who you are. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm a man. No, but I don't no, know no women going to no. let you do that. Uh-huh. Going to let you do that either. <laughs> and see, it's disrespectful. It's immature and it shows a nonsense of responsibility. Now, he's way too comfortable disrespecting my mother. But you let me. Yeah. See, it ain't no repercussions. Right. Mm-hmm. 
You disrespect your my mama hit his ring back, but you so caught up in the career and y'all got the same likes and a promising future. You letting this man get away with murder. I got news for you. Your mama ain't finna only be the only B-I-T-C-H. I got you. news for you. This is after a line of questioning. What you gonna be when y'all hit a couple of hard rocks in the road? Cause you gonna Max. hit them. What are you going to be when he when you start stinging him? Right. Cause you gonna sting him just like she stung him with a simple line of questions. What about when you start stinging him, stinging him with some accusations? Oh, your wife gonna accuse you of something. It ain't always cheating. She gonna accuse you of lying, accuse you of, of looking at somebody. She gonna accuse you of being somewhere you said you wasn't. She gonna accuse you of not loving her like you used to. She gonna accuse you of not paying her proper attention. She gonna accuse, your wife gonna accuse you of something. So now what you finna be when he get to calling, when, when, when you get to accuse him? You finna be a bee and a whole lot more, little girl. Ooh. I'm telling you, it don't stop at the mama. Hmm. So I don't think she treated him that badly, and I think he's being oversensitive. Uh-huh. My mother was told, has told my aunt and my older brother about how my fiancé treats her, and now they all up in my business questioning my relationship. Yep, my older brother. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just hold, a matter hold, of Ho, 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 My sisters hmm. would have been married to somebody, and somebody told them two damn brothers of mine, heavy and tired, that one of them called Illos Beer or B-I-T. What? That's that ass. Well, I, I can't even tell you. Listen, listen to me. Yeah, I'm it. telling you what's happening. Yeah. We so I don't you know what's backyard. wrong with your damn brother. <laughs> y'all taking too much in y'all house. Y'all must be bougie or something. Mostly everything about him is perfect. What? Well, let me show you a couple of things. But I hate the way he treats my mother. Is my mother to blame at all? How do I fix that relationship? You keep talking about getting married. Are you stupid? Listen to me. Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. He's irresponsible and immature. Let me show you something. You, he should care about what you care about. Mm-hmm. He should love the things that you love. That's true. His job is to protect your heart. It ain't his job to make you happy, but it's his job to protect your heart. A man takes a wife to protect her heart, provide, profess, protect. Now, I don't, he don't, let me tell you something. He don't just not respect her. He don't respect you. At all. He's calling your mother a B-I-T. What's, what's, are you, are you not understanding this? That this respect, this disrespect is just not aimed at your mother. It's aimed directly at you. When you yes. go out with her, don't bring this old blankety blank back to this house. When she want to know how much she make, tell that nosy B-I-T-C-H to mind her business. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? I'm surprised your brother ain't beat his ass. Yes. I promise you, my brothers, there's no way they let that live down. It ain't no way. Look, little girl, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you keep calling this man perfect, but he not. But I am forewarning you. This disrespect that he has for his mother, it's going to flood over in other areas. A disrespectful person is a disrespectful person. It don't stay in a category. It spreads round. And as soon as you challenge him, you finna be that in a whole lot more, little girl. All right, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our girl Cheryl Underwood right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, it's going to be Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl. Ladies, gentlemen, put your hands together. Come on now. Look it out. The one and the only from the talk to. They did it. Terrell Undertood. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I will answer to that, Steve Harvey. I will answer to that. You you know what? Um, you know, comedians especially when a great comedian passes on. A lot of people mm. don't understand the feelings that we have for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I heard Paul Mooney had passed, first I thank God for the time that we was around Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a beautiful thing. Hung out with him at Caroline, the first comedian that I would see that was classy, drinking nothing but champagne on stage. Am I right, Thomas Miles, drinking yes, nothing you but? Are. Yes, you champagne are. With, on with stage. A crystal glass. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, and Cheryl? and and holding the audience and 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 doing them shows. And he 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 run you now. If you ain't ready, <laughs> if you got to face your truth and your feelings, Paul Mooney is the dude. But I've been in love with Paul Mooney back in the movie Which Way Is Up Come when on. he was part of the crookedness. And you knew it, cause remember the ring, remember the mm. the ring that he was wearing, the little diamond twinkle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thought he was a good guy, he was a bad guy. The boy could act, he was funny, but he was woke before woke was a thing. Girl, mm. yes, yes, he was real. Yes, Cheryl, he was yes, the man who taught us to take it to the streets. He was the person that kept people honest. One of the first brothers to get in the Writers Guild. Yes, and sir. the iconic shows that he writing on. These young comics out today, you want to mirror that career. The career of Paul Mooney. Keeping it real all the way from Richard Pryor all the way down to Dave Chappelle. Still respected. Still in the game. And and I just I just thank God for having this brother, because for somebody like me to be on the talk and to say a tribute to Paul Mooney, it's be, it's not because of who Cheryl Underwood is, it's who Paul Mooney is, and will always be. When every newscast talked about the great Paul Mooney, mm. to God be the glory. Thank you, Steve Harvey, for let me do my tribute. That's a heat wave moment, baby. Always and forever. Thank you, Cheryl. Coming up at the top of the hour, um, we'll get Carla in here for Carla's reality update right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready, get ready. She is here, the one and only Carla Farrell with what reality update? Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Shirley, quit acting like you got new lines or something. Come on now. Right, just be ready. <laughs> I'm so silly. Coming in Oh, now hot. it's on me. Now it's yeah, on right, me. right, right. I got to blame somebody. I got to blame somebody. Coming in hot. That's my girl. That's my ride or die. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you, nephew. I got you, girl. I got you. Let's go. Let's start with ready to love. Let's oh, man, it. I'm off the top. You are off the top. This is our favorite singles dating 
reality competition show, if you will, that's hosted by our very own nephew, Tommy, on the OWN Network. So yeah. things are getting a little heated, you know, between the singles. Mm. The chef, Chef Diedrich, he got eliminated and... Yeah. um. Bye. Nobody was really feeling him, so yeah. I wasn't really mad at that elimination at all. So, Tommy, well, what do you go ahead? You, what you got? Well, to you say? know, you got an older guy that's in his fifties. I like who mm-hmm. actually has grandchildren, but wants a child, wants a son. Uh-huh. So that, you 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 asking a lot, Paul Paul. You know what I'm saying? You really Not asking. Paul Paul. <laughs> that didn't even. That's, you know, that's a nickname on the show, Paul Paul. So Paul Paul asking oh, a lot, and. <laughs> I love um, that. You know, he just he just he's a good guy, cooks his yeah. butt off. I like him. Yeah. You know, I just think um I don't I don't think the compatibility was there with him and yeah. and and uh and the any of the ladies that were on the show. I just yeah. didn't think it was there. Yeah, they thought he was cool, but no connection. That age difference makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. It does. It does. It did on the show. So, mm-hmm. not really mad at that elimination. I think tomorrow night episode tomorrow night's episode is about the bffs is that correct is that what i saw being i believe you're right i believe you're right and that's that's you know that's a little different when people bring their friends in or bring their family in and they get to see everything that's happening (laughs) it's a big trip so be ready for that all right tomorrow night ready to love friday nights what time nephew it is 9 eastern 8 central on the own network ready to love hosted by yours truly all right, moving on quickly, Married to Medicine, Dr. Contessa and her husband. It seems like her and her husband, Dr. Scott, they're having problems. They're mm-hmm. having issues, and they need mm-hmm. to go to therapy. They need to go to counseling because they're having problems with communicating with each other, and they, but, you know, they have a lot of kids. Go. go ahead, Shirley. What were you saying? But he won't go, right, Carly? No, he doesn't want to go. Yeah. He won't go. He will not go, and he said he wasn't going, and she was just like, Hell whatever. no, we won't go. <laughs> <laughs> but then he kind of changed his mind and said, I'm going to go. So she's just like, whatever with you. But anyway, did you see when he was drawing her blood, Dr. Yeah. Contessa's blood, and then he the point was to get the red blood cells and the plasma and inject it in her uh, hairline to make sure her Edges, edges what? grow back. It was crazy. It was it crazy was than a mug. <laughs> but not, only they bring a hairline back? Hair? It was yeah, perfectly calling to, to them. <laughs> yeah, they, she was just sitting back and they was just yeah. talking about not communicating in marriage and he just sticking a needle in her hairline. I said, we well, got no sewing we can put up here. <laughs> I want some hairline. I didn't know you can go get hairline. Junior, what, Steve? What, Steve? What Junior, you, you sound interested. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how we do this. But it, it is interesting, though, Steve. It is. It was really mm-hmm. interesting. I couldn't focus. And then she going to tell him he's shooting her with a needle in her hairline. And she was like, you're not listening. Girl, we try to concentrate <laughs> what's going on. Anyway, there's also beef with Toya versus everybody. I I don't know. The quad, quad had her quarantine party, and the ladies are beefing heavily. Is messy. She started it saying what Toya said on an Instagram and said she had a blankety blank apartment. Talking about Quad's apartment. Quad was about that life, and it is shame. blankety blank apartment an abbreviation for ragged ass apartment no no uh uh bull 
blank apartment. Oh, it was okay. that. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. And then I'm going to tell it. you something, Carla, next time, though. All, All right. right. <laughs> we'll discuss it. We'll be back. Yeah. What you got, Shirley? We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, so this is happening, all right? In trending political news, this could be trouble for Donald Trump. The Office of New York Attorney General Letitia James announced Tuesday that the ongoing probe into the Trump organization is now a criminal matter. Uh Fabian Levy, a spokesperson for the Attorney General's office, said, we have informed the Trump organization that our investigation into the company is no longer purely civil in nature. We are now actively investigating the Trump organization in a criminal capacity along with the Manhattan DA. We have no additional comment at this time. Hmm. So, yeah, Donald Trump, um, uh, what did he say? Oh, he used his favorite term. This is another witch hunt. A witch hunt. Oh, fake yeah. news. Yeah. Here a we go. Hunt. Fake yeah. news and all that. <laughs> nah, bruh, nah, nah bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that. Manhattan yeah. in the mm. state of New York. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Sister Letitia is playing no games. <laughs> no. None. <laughs> None. Ain't nobody doing the witch You can tell, hunt. too. Yeah, her name oh, is Letitia nervous. James. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. she nervous. <laughs> she nervous? But she I'm nervous. She's from... nervous? I'm not she. I'm talking about the Trump. You know, he nervous. Oh, oh yeah. he's nervous. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's like, got nothing to be nervous about. Uh-huh. You remind me of that lady out of Memphis <laughs> on First 48. Come on, baby. I ain't got all day. You know you did this. Come on now. I got to get my nails done. I ain't got all day for this here. I don't have all day for this. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I know your mama and your grandmama. <laughs> Coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Time for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Steve, this one is from Miracle in Duval County. Uh, you don't say it like that, Shirley. Come on. I now. know. I, th- I was waiting for you du- guys. Du- Duval. Duval. Yeah, you all. Okay. Come on, sir. <laughs> Three, two, one. All right. Uh, Miracle writes, I'm a 30-year-old newlywed, and this is my first marriage. My husband has been married before, and he's still friends with his ex-wife. I didn't mind at all uh, because he never saw her until recently. We closed on our house last week, and he was there while the alarm was being installed. When we got back to our apartment, he said his ex-wife stopped by to see the house because she saw on Facebook that we got the house. He said he showed her around and she loved it. I was livid. How can he be so stupid? Who should I be more upset with, her or him? Well, you're not married to her. (laughs) Right. So y'all buy a house, clothes on it, Mm -hmm. she in the house before you get there? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But don't forget, they put it on Facebook. (laughs) Don't forget they put it on Facebook. I don't care what. what. You can't come in here. This is my wife's house. See, yeah. it, see, dog, I don't care if y'all are friends. When you buy the house, it's not yours no more. Right. Dog, really? I'm telling you, technically, that's her house. Get a divorce, and I'm going to show you who the house going to go to. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have done some that. Houses for some people. I mean, how's you to build that? Social media. <laughs> yeah, they all gone. All the houses I built is gone, dog. 
But you're balling now. It's all good. It's all good. I, 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 everything I look back on, I lost. God gave me tenfold. That's right. And I that's what tripping. he does. I'm all good. That's the good thing about it, man. There's some grace and mercy, and you could be on your way. But when you get to grace and mercy, now get on. Don't lay around walling in it. <laughs> yeah, keep hmm. it moving. That's keep right. it moving. She is your ex for a reason. Yeah. Hello. And, and you don't have to post everything on no, Facebook. He's stupid. The <laughs> ex-wife ain't got no business in your new house with That's your right. wife, dog. That ain't. She that was ain't... disrespectful. She was disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. she know it though. She yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh yeah. Girl, he had. Yeah. Me. She done told all her friend. Girl, he had me come over that house. See, uh-huh. to, see what I thought. Yeah, I seen right it for her. Mm. All right, we're moving on. Uh, Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And, of course, we'll have some closing remarks at 49 minutes after the hour from the one and only Steve Harvey, our fearless leader, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day. It's been a good day. Uh, You know, wow. What a day, what a day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, condolences and and thoughts mm-hmm. going out for the Mooney family, Paul Mooney family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, um, I, I want to say this in closing about it. You know, um, to Paul Mooney, um, who I've known really practically my entire career, I met Paul early in New York at a Caroline's. Uh, back in 90, 91, when I was doing the Apollo, he used to come through the Apollo late nights. And uh, we used to go out and eat sometimes. Paul and I uh, knew each other because he was in a couple of writing rooms out in L.A. But I'm telling you, to every comedian today who never met Paul Mooney, I just want to share something with you, that you all owe him a debt of gratitude. Because Paul Mooney shaped a lot of who we are today. Paul Mooney was Def Jam before there was a Def Jam. Paul Mooney was the dude that went out there and said the unthinkable things in front of massive crowds. And he didn't care who it was. Paul Mooney wrote for the great Richard Pryor. Who amongst us today, including Eddie Murphy, in this whole line, don't have something to pay to Richard Pryor. Because Richard Pryor was the king of kings, man, when it comes to this thing called stand-up. This is, I'm not asking. I, this is a fact. I did this for years. I did this for a lot of years. I studied this thing. This was my entire life at one point. And I know who-who in this business. And what I'm telling you today is the absolute truth. He was such a huge part of Richard Pryor. He was a huge part of Flip Wilson. He was a huge part of of Red Fox. Y'all, this dude touched everybody. I saw him at the Sands one night in Vegas. Uh, I went to see Red Fox for the first time. And I went backstage to meet the great Red Fox. I saw his acts at the Sands or the Dunes, one of the clubs he was performing at. And Paul Mooney was was in the uh, backstage. And we knew each other by the end because this was after the Apollo. I had had a couple TV shows. and It was just one of the moments, man, back there. 
but he was a huge part of a lot of people, man. And a lot of people that we looked up, y'all, he had a lot to do with Flip Wilson, man. Yep. He had a lot to do with Flip Wilson. This dude touched a lot of the greats because he was that writer everybody wanted. Now, Paul, because of how he was, he didn't really care about star fame, I don't really think, because he did so many things to rub people the other way. He would walk on stage to set that thing on fire. He was the most prolific but unapologetic comedian I've ever seen. The stuff that came out of his mouth, I could never, ever say. I just wasn't that daring, but he was. And he had decided that he wasn't going to ever make it to mainstream, and he was all right with that. But everybody that was great knew him. I mean, I could tell you some stories, man. When we did first Def Jam, Paul Mooney came up to Def Jam, not to perform, but just to hang out, because he knew everybody. He knew the Rodney Winfields and the Ronaldo Rays, them old cats that was great to us. I'm telling you, man, this dude was about the business. His, his boys, the twins that loved their father, man, that talked about him everywhere he went. Them twins, man, relished the relationship with their dad. I didn't know all of his kids, but I knew them twins. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Paul Mooney, he was about the business. He showed me a level of fearlessness that I just had never seen, man. I mean, never, ever seen. He said stuff Richard Pryor wouldn't say. That's hard to believe. But he said things Richard Pryor would not say, man. That dude would go up at the comedy store at night, night after night after night, and go up last, and his whole objective was to be pointed, to be prolific, to be unapologetic, and to clear the room. He said stuff, man, that was so, (laughs) I mean, he had to know in his heart of hearts, this is probably not the coolest thing to say to advance my career. But I'm not really sure Paul was interested in advancing his career because I think his career was what he knew it was. He was that great dude behind the scenes that relished in that moment. And when he went out in the front, man, he didn't need that. He just went out there and gave it to the people. If you never saw Paul Mooney, you missed one of the great acts. You missed one of the great dudes, man. Like I was telling the story earlier, we did an AHA Awards at the Hollywood Casino one time. I hosted a portion of the show, and I turned it over to Paul Mooney. A large section of the crowd was nothing but pastors and first ladies. Two minutes into the show, a pastor stood up with the front lady and said, this is totally inappropriate. Paul Mooney said, I haven't got to that part yet. (laughs) And he did not let him down. He hadn't even began the inappropriateness. And when it started, man, them preachers and them wives were screaming, laughing. I was watching this genius at work, man. Paul Mooney was really a genius, man. I'm not just saying it because he's passed. He was just that dude. Last time I saw Paul Mooney, I was walking across the street at Times Square. Oh, you ain't going to say nothing? Oh, you that famous? You got that much money now? (laughs) Hey, Paul, what's up? Give me a hug, N-word. That's the last time I saw him. But I'm glad to say I saw him, and I hugged him in the middle of Times Square. Rest in peace, Paul Mooney. 
You'll be missed. You're one of the legends, boy. You're one of the great ones, man. You're one of the great ones. Thank you, brother. For, for all everything. Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 